Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 105. Yeah, split split is pretty good against the Atlanta Braves. I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah, I was kind of hoping that we would just get out of there with a split. A split would have been nice, but in a two-game set, it's good to get a split at this point. It's a really good Atlanta Braves team. So, yes, lost the first game and then took tonight's game, which is yesterday's game because it's already noon my time. Or um, tomorrow my time. New, or uh, midnight's already noon. <laughs> no, it's um, midnight uh, Thursday. All right. Let's see. All right, so let's get into the game notes. This might be a short episode tonight. Yeah. Not got much going on game-wise. All right. So in game one, um, well, let's see. Uh, Nick Pavetta just couldn't get um, going. Yoshi Street kind of came to an end, which, by the way, good news for him to start the week. But we'll get into that in uh, other news of the week and stuff like that. But his 16-game hit streak does come to an end. Not all offense in this game for the Red Sox as um, they lose this one. Um, not or Wrong one. Wrong game. Hold on. As they lose this one, 9-2-3. Yeah, they are now 21-16 and 16 at this point. Um, Charlie Morton gets the win, and then uh, Nick Pavetta gets the loss. All right. Bomb the first, so the Braves, they get on the board first. As um, Matt Olson, he hits a two-run home run into right field to score himself and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Then 3 nothing, and as um, Ozzie Albies, he singles into right field to score Austin Riley. Then 4 nothing as uh, Marcel Zuna, he uh, hits a sack ground out to third base and Rafael Devers to score Sean Murphy. Then bottom of the second, Sean Murphy, he singles into left field to score um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Make it 5 nothing as I should bottom of the second, yeah. But then top of the third, Justin Turner, he's a sack fly into a right field to score Alex Dugo. Five to one Brazley at this point. Then bottom of the four, seven to one as um Sean Murphy, the right state product. I should have said that earlier. He singles into a left field to score uh him or to score or Orlando Arcia and Ronald Acuna Jr. Then bottom of the fifth, Orlando Arcia, he hits a ground or a Ground rule double into left field to score and also kind of fan interference too. But um, on a fan or fan interference, that basically scores uh, Marcel Zuna, 8-1, to one, Braves at this point. Then top to six, uh, Justin Turner, he hits a or uh, hits a home run into right center field to uh, make it an 8-2, Braves still lead at this point. Then top of the eight, Kiki Hernandez, he kind of cuts down the lead to five as it makes an 8-3 game. As he singles in the left field to score Justin Turner. And then for a little of insurance in the bottom of the ace, Sean Murphy, he strikes again. He doubles into center field to score Matt Olson, 9 to 3. That's where your final score would stand. All right. So let's get into this. All right. So my takeaways from this. Um Literally, Nick Pavetta's outing, it just was not a good outing. He just could not get it going right off the bat. He basically got in the trouble right away, and just once again, he put us in a hole. He really did through four innings. Seven runs on eight hits. Yeah. 
It's just, I mean, this is kind of what the uh, pitch starting rotation has been so far. Hopefully, maybe Paxton, Paxton coming back, but I'm not sure if he'll fix the whole thing. But maybe him coming back, we'll see what he does. But so far, this starting rotation, that's been kind of the... um kind of the weakness of this um whole team and could be our Achilles who our Achilles heel whether we make the postseason or not make the postseason is whether our starting rotation can kind of like um get into a group yeah I mean and they just get us in the holes like especially in this game they got our Pavetta got us into a hole quickly and just we just couldn't get out of it kind of deal so Verdugo, I mean, and J- or uh, Justin Turner, they had pretty good nights offensively. Pretty good, yeah, yeah. So uh, three or three for five night from uh, Verdugo, and a two for free night from uh, Justin Turner. Which, by the way, we forgot to talk about, or uh, we need to mention this too. Looks like who got? Guess who got their three hundred career double? Yep, old JT Justin Turner. Congrats! Yay! All right, what an accomplishment. Yeah, that's what I mean. 300 doubles in your career. Yeah, so far. I mean, and a home run, too. Yeah. Was it R- was it doubles or RBIs? Oh, no. We could have. Oh, no. All right. We'll be rid of it. Austin. Here is all right, Austin. Here we are. All right, I'm pretty sure it's doubles, but I could be totally wrong. I think it might be RBIs actually. So while we're talking, while we're trying to search for this, I was kind of finding something. So um, Nick Pavetta was asked if um he'll accept being moved to uh, the bullpen. I don't think he was really happy about that. I don't know if he can play it. Yeah, looking at the video, he looks like, yeah, he kind of looks like pretty pissed off. Nicky smooches. He does not look happy. Which, by the way, also knowing now that Paxton's coming back, wonder what the decision will kind of be once um that happens. What the decision will be. I'm kind of guessing it'll probably be Nick Pavetta, even though he'll probably will not like that uh, decision. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm not, yeah. All right. Okay, so where? All right, hold on. Good freaking guy. We got to go searching. All right. Justin. All right. Sorry about this. I think it's doubles. I could be totally wrong in that scenario. Yeah. All right. Yeah, 300 career double. All right. I was right. All right. So, yeah, good for him. Yeah, pretty much. So let's get into Yoshida's history coming to an end. Yeah, it, it was like, yeah, it was not really great. Yeah. It was kind of sad, too. Like, the history kind of came to an end on, like, basically, like, the final out of that game. Yeah, he had one more chance to do the... Get a hit and just did not happen. I thought once I got the final score, I thought no, because he was the final out at bat or out of the game. I thought oh no, his streak came to an end, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
I knew I should not have sang um, Macho Man. Yeah, I was about to say. Hmm. Yeah, it really does stink for old Masa. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sometimes good things gotta come to an end at this point. Hopefully he could start figuring out too. Although because um tonight he was kind of struggling a bit too in the in game two in uh Wednesday's game. Well, Wednesday's game, I should say, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so far, I mean, I did see a stat that he was like leading um the MLB or at least American League in uh batting average. I could be wrong on that. Pro it probably doesn't now matter now, just for the fact that yeah, he's probably like lost that now. I'm on again. Alright, go to stats. I go searching. Alright. Alright, MLB. Damn, this is not alright. Alright, American League. Huh. Never mind. Maybe it was just recently. I don't know. Come on. Get out of here. All right. All right. Yeah, he's already down to 11th. Either that or like his. Yeah, I was about to say the last two games might have sunk down his ER or a uh, bad average or so. But yeah. Yeah, he's out back to 298. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for game one. Game two. Let's get into that. See, I told you it would be quick. All right. A better result in this one. Bayo, he came out shoving, although he kind of did struggle around the sixth inning. But thankfully to a uh, clutch go-ahead double by uh, RBI double by uh, Ramel Tapia. And then a two-run home run by Tristan Casas. <coughs> and also getting a whiz hit history tonight as Kenley Jansen as he hits his, or uh, basically uh, gets his 400th career save of his career. The Red Sox end up winning this game 5-2-2. Two, two. They are 22-16. and 16. They get the split in this one. Um, Brian Bayo, as I said, gets the win. A.J. Minter gets the loss. And Kenley Jansen gets the save. His ninth of the year and 400th of his career. Welcome to the 400 club. Yay, Kenley! Yeah. I've already had to get two more after that, but I guess not. All right. Just had to get one more, which is good. Now he's in the 400 club. All right. So to begin with in the fourth inning, I mean, we couldn't really get too much going to in this one. I mean, seriously, their bullpen, like they had, it was a bullpen game for them because Max Fried should have been facing us in this game, but he's now been sent to the IL and now it's looking like he'll be like months. He'll be out for months and stuff like that. So they had a bullpen game and Dylan Lee, I mean, Colin McHugh, I was hoping, which we did get a hit off Colin McHugh. I'll also get into, too, a little bit of the final thoughts of that series, too. I mean, but anyway, yeah. Let's get into the scoring summary. So, top of the fourth inning, the Red Sox, they get on the board as Kiki Hernandez. He singles in the left field to score uh, Alex Verdugo. one nothing Red Sox lead at this point. Then 2 nothing next year. And Durant, he singles in the center field to score uh, Justin Turner. All right, but then in the top of the sixth inning, uh, or uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., he hits a uh, solo home run into left field to make it two to one, uh, Braves. Ugh. 
Then tie ball game 2-2 as Eddie Eddie Rosario, he singles into right field to score Ryan or uh, Austin Riley, but he also gets tagged at or gets tagged out at second, trying to turn it into a double, which ends the inning. Top of the seventh, however, with uh, two runners on, Ramon Tapia, he hits a double into right field to score Jaron Durant. Three to two Red Sox lead at this point. Go ahead, run. Then the ninth inning, just to give us a little bit of insurance, Tristan Casas. He goes yard as he hits a two-run home run to score himself and Jaron Durant five to two. That's where your final score would stand. Yeah. Well, I want to check something real quick. I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. It felt really hot in here, even though I had the cool air down. What the legitimate hell? All right. Yeah, well, it's back on. All right. So, oh, I got to go to notes. What? Here you are. All right. So, Bayo's outing. I mean, in this game, he really came up big, especially around, like, the first innings, too. He kept us going too, even though when our offense was kind of starting to struggle with their bullpen against old, yeah, against Dylan Lee and Colin McHugh. Jeez, I really do not like Colin McHugh just for the fact that Colin McHugh is just Carabas doesn't like him because his wife has said something about him too. But also too, he's kind of a coward. He really is, seriously. And I'll explain why he's a coward. So back in 2020, we signed him to a one-year deal. I thought, okay, so he'll be like kind of like a good like um, rotation arm. And then we get into spring change, so he starts proving us, okay, yeah, all right, he's pretty good. And then March comes around, and then that's when the whole world shuts down because of the pandemic and stuff like that. And then when we did resume play back in August, early or late July, early August, he did a whole, I'm opting now just for the fact that I don't want to get, yeah. Which I maybe could see, but also too, we really needed a bull or rotation arm because a because of him not pitching, I had to watch Matt kick him as an AKA come and kick me in the balls every night. Every time you pitch every night, Zach Godley and Matt Hall pitch, even though those guys stunk. The only guy that really was great in that rotation was um Martin Perez, and he had his struggles too that year too. Just, oh, my God. And after, like, that whole season, he signed with the Braves and just, yeah. Don't get me wrong. McHugh is a pretty good pitcher, especially in relief. He's just, we could have used that in 2020. It would have made that season a little bit better. But instead that, I got Matt Kickham, um, Zach Godley, and Matt Hall as my pitchers. Uh, all right, going to Bay. All right, yeah. So anyway, yeah, he just he kept rolling. I mean, seriously, in the sixth inning, he did kind of start to struggle, but he was like getting close to like his pitch count too. I think like yeah, hundred pitches. He was like almost close to hundred, which he did pass hundred. Yeah, 
But so far, I mean, five Ks, he only walked a person. I mean, seriously, and that's about it. He was kind of, he was pretty much willing and dealing in this game. For the most part, yeah. And they were talking on the radio too, because on the radio broadcast tonight, they were talking about how it would really be a shame too if like they moved him to the bullpen or like moved him around and stuff like that. Just for the fact that this kind of proves now that he does deserve to be in this rotation after tonight's game, after the outing he put up and kept us in it for the most part. So I I would say, yeah, seriously. I mean, since this guy is going to possibly be a future rotation arm, I mean, might as well keep him in. And he did prove tonight. Yeah, something Pavetta couldn't do last night or uh, Tuesday night. I mean, seriously, give the man, give Bale a rotation spot. That's what I'm saying. The clutch double by uh, Rommel Tapia. I really got excited about that, too. I mean, seriously. Yeah, you had two runners on, and Devers, he he kind of struggled a bit, although he did get a hit in tonight's game. Um, in the Yeah, he did get a hit, but in that moment, he could have come up big with like just like a big-time hit, but he didn't. And then Rommel Tapia, he just came up and said, yeah, you know what, put one up the or uh, put one in the play where nobody is um at and basically score a run on that. And Jaron Duran, yeah, seriously, like he had like a big double two um in the ninth inning. And Casas brought him home with a home run. Attaway our uh, two main prospects or uh futures. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. I was excited for Casas just for the fact A, we got a home run, and B, it's yeah, I mean Casas has been hitting it lately. I mean, I think he's at like a 300 and a 33 uh, bang average for the last few weeks or so, or at least last week or so. So he's kind of been starting to figure it out now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Def- yeah. Um, and def- and let's not forget a defensive effort from uh, Justin Turner at third base. Someone who hasn't really played for a base at all this year, and he was just basically just fielding it like, yeah, like I'm making plays and stuff like that to the point where like it was just unreal. The man. Yeah. So good for all that. Yeah. Good for those efforts. Yeah. I'm giving Braun applause. Now let's go for the main part of the night. Kenley getting his 400 or 400 career save. And I was kind of a little nervous too, just for the fact, hey, I want to kind of like get this win too. And also for Jansen too. And just for the fact that like he's once or three outs away from getting it done, and which he did, but he did kind of give up a double. Um, late in the game but he was able to get out of it too yeah so yeah so pretty good for him yeah and i thought and they were talking about too like how like he basically like came from carousel and stuff like that and i don't like guys for like uh, andrew jones how like they were kind of like pioneers for um his fellow uh countrymen or carousel and stuff like that and like kind of like praised the or uh, basically um like basically looked up to those guys and that that was kind of an inspiration for someone like Kenley Chance for hey I can turn this into a career and stuff like that. So good for old Kenley and like the first yeah and basically like Cora basically embraced him after the game. Everybody gave him a high five or basically gave him a hug and stuff like that. Hey, congrats and stuff like that. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Good for old Kenley. I think he's the seventh now in MLB history to have 400 career saves. So yeah, seriously. This is why I was so excited when we uh, acquired him this offseason. This is why. This is someone I trust giving the ball to in the ninth inning, especially with a safe opportunity at hand. 
And I'm so good that we got him. So yeah, split, very good, awesome. Yeah. Final thoughts on the series, I mean, who, yeah, who was really like, yeah, like I was listening to the game and like the organists, they kind of do like something like what the Tampa Bay Rays do, like they have like certain walk-ups kind of like mock the opposing team. I mean, I kind of do like in a way, but also the same. It's great when you're not the team opposing team, but still, I mean, yeah. They also have the Yankees that, that, that whistle or something like that, yeah. Which I kind of did find out about that is that's actually a business in New York. And I think that's kind of a promotional thing, what they're doing. Like the whole woo, 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 every time they struck out. So if you struck out like the opposing team, it kind of goes to like kind of like, yeah, sponsoring. It's kind of like marketing stuff like that, even though it is kind of annoying, especially when you're the... You're the opposing team. You got to hear that stupid little whistle every time you're, you're a hitter strikeout. It's just, yeah. I didn't know the Braves did that too. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You have to do give the Braves credit in that. I was kind of glad that we at least just got out of there with a split. Because the Braves are a pretty good team. They are a stacked team. They basically sign all their young talent and stuff like that to long-term deals. And they, I really feel like, in my opinion... I feel like if everybody just stays healthy and stuff like that, I really will. I kind of consider them my, at least my National League favorite and stuff like that. Maybe in World Series favorite, at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a Rays and a Brave series. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So very good. At least we took a split. All right. So since uh, starting this podcast, the Red Sox are two and four playing the Braves with a three hundred thirty-three uh, win-loss record or win-loss uh, average, I should say. Right, so I mean, could do better, but I mean, in a way, I mean, yeah, we at least got two wins. All right. So that's it for the Braves series. I told you it was going to be a short, a little bit of a short one. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, what's up on the farm real quick. All right. So, we'll just go over the... Yeah. So, yeah. As I said. All right. So, um, Tuesday. So, there were no games Monday. Oh, why? By the way, we forgot to mention this, too. So, uh, Lou, last week, threw a 7-8 no-hitter in the doubleheader. I think it was um Sunday or so. So, yeah. So, we forgot to mention that, too. It's bad on our part. Yeah, for Portland, by the way. That's one of their pitchers. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Marcel's or Marcelo Meyer. He is um South Atlantic Player of the Week for this week. So, pretty good. Congrats to him. Yay. Our top uh, Red Sox uh, shortstop prospect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's been hitting it lately, too. He's one of, yeah, he's been one of our top uh, players, too. So, yeah. All right. So, anyway, Tuesday score. So, the Portland Sea Dogs, they take on the Somerset uh, Patriots, which is the Yankees double-A team, which, by the way, isn't that where Jerry Remy's from, Somerset or Somerset or something like that? Well, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I was to say Jerry Remy's probably rolling it. I was about to say, oh, Remy's probably, like, not really happy right now. <laughs> yeah. That is a crime. There could not be a Yankees team that's near Boston or Yankees minor league team that's near Boston. That could not happen. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So, but unfortunately, they lost eight to four to the Patriots. The Sea Dogs did, yeah. Van Bell gets the loss. He is 0 and 2 with a 3.13 ERA. Mm. All right. And then um, the Worcester Red Sox, they took on the Rochester uh, Red Wings in Rochester, I believe, New York. I could be wrong. And unfortunately, lost 7 to 3. Mata gets the loss. He's 0 and 3 with a 5.61 ERA. Mm, not great. All right. The Greenville Drive, they take on the Winston Salem Dash. Um, and lost eight to seven in a, yeah, kind of a close game in the ninth inning. Yeah. They lost in like a late in the game. Kata Kata, or Katawowski gets the loss. He is one and one with a 7.11 or 7.11 ERA. And then the Salem Red Sox, they took on the Columbia Fireflies and won six to five on a walk-off. Pretty good. Johnson gets the win. He is two and two with a 12 point, uh, or 12.0 ERA. All right. I want to see who the walk-off is. Because we shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe we don't have time. Maybe we have to go through this real quick. Yeah. All right. And then Tuesday, or I went, not Tuesday, Wednesday. All right. The Greenville Drive, they took on the Winston-Salem Dash or and uh, lost 9-4. to Astardo gets the loss. He is 0-4 with a 6.11 or a 6.11 ERA. All right. Portland Sea Dogs, they took on the Somerset Patriots and won in 10 innings on a walk-off. Six to five, so pretty good. Fernandez gets the win. He's 2-0 with a 3.52 ERA, so pretty good. All right. The Worcester Red Sox, they took on the uh, or, uh, Rochester Royals and won 6-2. Paletti gets the win. He is 4-1, uh, so awesome. Pretty good. All right, then the Salem Red Sox, they took on the Columbia Fireflies, but lost 3-2. to two. Yeah, um, Ball gets, or Bell gets the loss. He is 1-1 one one with a 4.91 ERA. Right. All right, how much time I got? All right. All right, so here we go, Thursday, or tomorrow, Thursday, I should say. All right, so the... Portland Sea Dogs will take on the Somerset Patriots for game three of that series. Um, 6 p.m. Eastern time start, uh, 5 p.m. Central time for me, and Lou will be your starter after his uh, no-hit uh, outing last time around. Right. And the Worcester Red Sox will take on the Rochester Red Wings um, in Rochester, New York. That game will be at 6.05 Eastern time, 5.05 Central time for me, and Walter will be your starter. Man, Walter has been struggling in the last few starts. Ugh. Come on now. Should be one of our uh, pitchers. Yeah, one of our, yeah, basically one of our uh, stat or uh, on our pitching staff. Seriously, come on now, Walters. Maybe in the pen, maybe in the rotation. Don't know. All right, Greenville Drive. They'll take on the Winston-Salem Dash. That game will be at 7.05 Eastern Time, 6.05 Central Time. And Incarnacion will be your starter. All right. I love it how we got the starters up already. All right. Salem Red Sox, they'll take on the Columbia Fireflies for game three of that series. 7.05 Eastern Time, 6.05 Central Time for me. And Ramirez will be your starter. Oh, by the way, I kind of did want to make a little bit of notion. It looks like um, it looks like or, uh, Nathan Hickey and... All right, Nathan Hickey... 
before we leave because I feel like we got a few minutes before we actually uh, have to call it a break. All right. Looks like somebody's going to get a call up to, um, I believe, Portland, I believe. It looks like Nathan Hickey's going to get called up. You know what? I could just easily just do this. All right. Nathan Hickey. Let's do this. All right. Yeah, it looks like uh, Chase Medroff and uh, Nathan Hickey will be called up to Portland. All right. So pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, they've been. Yeah, Medroff's been hitting it lately. 333 batting average. Yeah, so 294 for um Nathan Hickey. All right. So, yeah. Yeah, so they've been doing it pretty good for um or uh for uh Greenville. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty good. All right. All right. So that will be it for that. For what's up on the farm. All right, so we'll go to break and then wrap it up or start wrapping up with college baseball segment and other things. All right, we are back. Start our college baseball segment. All right, so it's going to be a short one because we do have a few teams that have called it a season um, last episode. All right, so the Wright State Raiders, they are 31 and 18 right now, 18 and 6 in conference play, and have won six straight games in a row. All right. Mm -mm. All right. All right. Here we are. All right. So Tuesday, they took on uh, Dayton at home and won in a blowout 11 to 2. So pretty good on Trivia Tuesday. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I saw right there. All right. All right. UCI or UCIF for Central Florida. They came to town. And guess who came back to town? It looks like Lovejoy, who used to be the head coach at um, Wright State. So he came back as um for uh, as uh, the head coach for a. Uh, Central Florida. So yeah, but the Wright State Raiders thankfully won that game eleven to seven. It kind of looked like too that um um Central Florida was gonna pull away with this one, but late in the game, the Raiders came back and won eleven to two. Or eleven to seven, I should say. Yeah, sorry. All right. Because this weekend looks like guess what's happening on Mother's Day weekend? It looks like a series at home against Milwaukee, another conference opponent, another horizon league opponent. That game will be at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Central time. Then game or then Saturday's game will be at um 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, and then Sunday's game will be at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central. All right, getting close to the end. Two more weekends, and yeah, well, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, two more weekends. Yeah, then postseason time. All right. Let's go to D1 rankings. All right. Division one rankings. Here we are. I'm not sure if Wright State is ranked. Right. What I'm looking here. Man, Boston College is starting to figure it out. Yeah. Usually they're not really good in anything except maybe men's hockey. And they're starting to struggle with that now, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing right state at all, but looks like we got a new number one. 
of this week, and looks like it is Wake Forest. Yep, the old Demon Deacons of the old ACC. Yeah, pretty good. All right, so that's it for Division One. All right, Division Two, Central Florida. They didn't play this week, but next or the this week they will play against Pittsburgh State um, for. The set or for the semifinal of their conference tournament, the MAI or the MIAA tournament. Um, tomorrow, that game will be at um, noon Central Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't think we'll go over rankings for them just for the fact that I don't think they have released theirs yet. So they get two more wins. It looks like they'll be um, into the tournament. NCAA Division II tournament. All right, yeah. Road to a national title. All right. UMass Boston. All right, so they are twenty-two and seventeen right now, ten and six in conference play, and have lost their uh, last game as of late. All right, so they started uh, the little, or this is what the LEC uh, um, conference stands for, the Little East uh, Conference Tournament. All right, so they played the first game of that ser- of that uh, tournament against Southern Maine. And got shellacked in seven innings. Blow, ten run rule, ten to fourteen. Ugh. Yeah. All right. And then tomorrow they play a possibly elimination game. Maybe, hopefully, not a season ending game against uh, Rhode Island College. <clears throat> eleven eight or eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time, ten thirty a.m. Central time. All right. See what happens. All right. Right. Then Augustana, they started their conference tournament this week or today, the CCI uh, W tournament. All right, they played Carroll today and won an also a ten run rule game in eight innings, eleven to one. All right, all right. So they took the first game of that tournament, and then the, tomorrow they play against North Park, two thirty or two thirty Central Time, one thirty or a uh, three thirty Eastern Time. All right. So if they win that tournament, they also are in the NCAA Division Three tournament. All right. All right. Oh, we forgot to talk about their record. 35 and 6, 16 and 2, and have won 17 straight games in a row. All right. We forgot to say something about that. All right. Division three. Oh, yeah. Let one out. All right. Let it rip. All right. Let the whole tubes go on. That's awesome. All right, we're talking about Farty. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, letting one rip. All right. Please load. All right. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah. All right, this looks like new. All right. Looks like Augustana is ranked number 17 in the land. All right, so pretty good. Awesome. All right. UMass Boston, though, I am not seeing them whatsoever here. Yeah, I'm not seeing them at all. Yeah. All right, but still ranked number one in the land right now is John Hopkins. They are 39 and 4 right now. Oh, Steve Rawls calls Indicott. Yeah, they're ranked number four in the land. Huh, they might get in. Yeah. <laughs> Indicott, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for that for Division Three. All right, Harlan Community College, and we'll wrap it up with a Division One uh, or um, college baseball segment. All right, 
So the Heartland Hawks, they uh, finished the regular season 50 and uh, 5, so pretty good. 20 in foreign conference play and one free game, straight games in a row. And they played against uh, Carl Sandberg College for one last con- or a regular, se- or regular season non-conference matchup on Tuesday and one in a close one, though, 10 to 8. All right, but still got the win. All right. And I believe, no, it's next weekend. Okay, next weekend. All right. Next weekend will be uh, the Region 24 tournament, which is at actually at the Corn Crib. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. All right. I thought it would be this weekend. If it was going to be this weekend, I might have gone to a few games since Norman Cuny's not playing this weekend because of Mother's Day weekend. That's probably why they're pro- they're probably taking Mother's Day weekend off, which is good. They should do that under the mommies. Yeah. All right. So that's it for college baseball segment. All right. That was pretty short. Yeah. I told you this might be a short episode tonight. <laughs> yeah, since we only played Red Sox played only two games in this series in this interleague series. Yeah, against an old um inner city rival. <laughs> yeah, people forget the Re- the Braves used to be in Boston at one point. Yeah, they used to be called the Boston Braves. That's actually where the team started. Yeah, and at one point before the Red Sox showed up, they were Boston's only team. Yeah. Yeah. And then they moved to Milwaukee, and now they're the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Yeah, a little history lesson there. All right. Here we are, the American League. In the East, still leading the pack and still kind of rolling with both the American League and the rest of the MLB, so they're basically the best team in baseball right now, is the Tampa Bay Rays, 29-9 and nine right now in second place. Or, but they have lost two straight losses in a row. I think they lost a series to the Orioles this week. Beacon and Witch in second place, the Baltimore Orioles, 24-13. and uh, 13. In third place, your lovely Boston Red Sox, 22-16. and 16. In fourth place, is the Toronto Blue Jays 21 and 16 and in dead last place, but have won three straight wins in a row like now, but still in last place with a 21 and 17 record is the New York Yankees. The Yankees lose. <laughs> yeah. In the central division, leading the pack right now is the or is the Minnesota Twins 20 and 17. Behind them is the Detroit Tigers, 17 and 19. Behind them, the Cleveland Guardians, 17 and 20. In fourth place, the Chicago White Sox, 13 and 20 or 25. And in dead last place is the Kansas City Royals, 11 and 27. In the West Division, leading the pack still is the Texas Rangers, 22 and 14. Behind them, the LA Angels. 22 or a 20 and 18 behind them. The defending world series champion Houston Astros 19 and 18 behind them on um, the Seattle Mariners 18 and uh, 18 and 19 and in dead last place and possibly the worst team in baseball still is the Oakland athletics eight and 30 four losses in a row. Yeah. Getting smacked around by the Yankees would kind of help a little bit. Didn't really help your cause out a little little bit <laughs> all right in the national league lean the pack still is the atlanta braves 22 and 15 possibly the best team in the national league right now all right in 
In second place is the Miami Marlins, 19 and 19. Tie for third, tie for third place right now is the New York Mets and Philadelphia Phillies, who have won three straight wins in a row with an or with a ninth 18 and 19 record for both. Yeah, respectively. All right. In dead last place is the Washington Nationals, 16 and 21. In the Central Division, leading the pack right now is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Although they've won or lost two straight losses in a row, they kind of fallen back down to earth a little bit. In um, second place, the Milwaukee Brewers, twenty and seventeen. Behind them, the Chicago Cubs, eighteen and nineteen. Behind them, Cincinnati Reds, fifteen and twenty-one. And in dead last place, and possibly the worst team in the National League right now, is the Red Sox. Next opponent, the St. Louis Cardinals, thirteen and twenty-five. In the West Division, leading the pack right now is the LA Dodgers, 23 and 15. Behind them, the Arizona Diamondbacks, 20 and 17. Behind them, the San Diego Padres, 19 and 18. Behind them, the San Francisco Giants, 16 and 20. And in dead last place is the Colorado Rockies, 16 and 21, or 22. Well, they've won two straight ones in a row. All right. All right, so that is it for that. All right. I think it's too early for wild card predictions. All right. All right, so fantasy beat the streak. All right. Uh, all right. Get rid of that. All right. All right, so beat the streak. Let's see. So let's see. So um, Monday I had uh, James Ottman and uh, Vinny pa- – or James Ottman of the L.A. Dodgers and – Vinny Pasaquino of the Kansas City Royals. All right. <coughs> All right. Amen went one for four, and Pasaquino went two for five. So two-game hit streak at this point. Yay. All right. All right. Tristan Ka- All right. And then um, Tuesday, I had Tristan Casas of, the, of your Boston Red Sox and Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers. All right. Casas went 0 for 1 because he walked so many times. And when he did put the ball in the play, it wasn't out. And um, but Christian Yelich went one for free, but still that does not count as a hit streak. So the hit streak ends. All right. And then today I had William Contreras, Wilson Contreras' brother, which by the way, when he came back to Wrigley, because he used to play for the Cubs, Wilson Contreras, so and now he's playing for the Cardinals, and the Cubs and the Cardinals played this week. He kind of got booed in Monday's game, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, we're giving you celebrations. Welcome back. And now we're booing you now. Yeah, really. Yeah. He did go two for four and uh, had two RBIs. <laughs> All right. But anyway, his brother, William Contreras, I picked him of the Milwaukee Brewers. And then Rafael Devers of your Boston Red Sox. Which did not he he didn't start tonight, but he did come in as a pinch head. All right, and both men got a hit. Um, Contreras one for four, and Rafael Devers one for two. All right, and then tomorrow, as I said, it's going to be an off day for the Red Sox. <coughs> I'm gonna try something real quick. No, that didn't work. Okay, I didn't. All right, all right, May. The 11th, 2023. All right. 
Yeah, that screwed things up. Okay, never mind then. All right, Vinny. All right. All right. So tomorrow I'll have uh, Vinny Pasaquino again uh, playing for me of the Kansas City Royals and then DJ LeMayhew of the New York Yankees. All right. Let's put that in real quick. All right. Hit streak. All right. Casey and Y. All right, so that is it for that. All right, so that's it for Beat the Streak. All right, pick them. All right. <clears throat> All right, let's see. So, let's see. So, what pick? All right, All right let's see. So, Monday, I have picked the White Sox against the Royals. That did not come true. The Royals end up winning a blowout 12-5. Yeah, as I said, Dylan C's basically came in. And yeah, not too good. Yeah. So I'm 15 for 40 at this point. All right. And then Tuesday or uh, Tuesday, I had the Royals beating the White Sox. That did not come true. Also, White Sox ended up winning five to two. So 15 and 41. Uh, first, or uh, yeah. So yeah, 15 for 20 or 15 for 21. And then today or tonight, Wednesday night. Uh, Rangers beaten or Ranger. I had the Rangers beating the Mariners. That came true. All right, so they end up win or uh, Rangers end up win this game four to three. So pretty good. All right, so sixteen for forty two. Yeah, sixteen for forty two. All right, and that. All right, so six six for ten. In picks so far, all right. So, and that will give me. Hold on, gotta do the math here. <clears throat> Six, four, ten. I'm guessing that will be five hundred. <clears throat> I could be wrong on that. Yep. Or no, six hundred. All right, six hundred then. All right. All right, six hundred. Yeah. So six hundred a win loss record for our win win loss win percentage. Right, I cannot talk. All right. So for this week, all right. All right. Let's see. So for Thursday, let's see, are the Angels playing on this game? No, they are not. All right. Who else? All right. The Astros playing? Mariners? Yeah, I'm probably going to have to pick uh, Rangers versus the A's. I'm picking the A's, which was pretty uh, – yeah, I'd probably say that pick's not going to come true. Yeah. I'll say the A's are probably going to lose this game, aren't they? <laughs> Well, there goes that. So that's going to be wrong tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Oakland A's. All right. And everybody's quite a few people are off tomorrow. All right. Then Friday. Now the Angels are definitely playing on Friday. All right. Yep, against the Guardians. Oh, yeah. So I will be picking the Angels to win this game. Angels. 
versus Guardians. All right, how much time I got on those recording segment? All right, we got a bit of time. All right, we'll start wrapping it up with this. All right, and then Saturday. Yeah, I have the Astros playing the White Sox, and I'm picking the White Sox or uh, Astros to win this game. All right, Chicago. What? All right, Houston Astros beating the White Sox. Chicago White Sox. All right. And then Sunday, Mother's Day. All right. I have, so I guess the Mariners will be playing that day, I would believe. Yeah, against the Tigers. So, all right. So, I'll have them beating the Tigers. So, yeah. All right. Put that in. All right, here we go. All right, so tomorrow I have uh, A's being the Rangers, but don't bank on that. Don't count on it. All right. Then Friday, Angels beating the Guardians. Saturday, Astros beating the White Sox. And then Sunday, Mariners beating the Tigers. All right, yeah, all right. So that is it. All right. Pick them. All right. So, podcast fancy right now. Let's see. Sad news, folks. It looks like uh, the team, Team Sullivan, did come back and beat us in the end. So, we finished out with a two. So, we finished out week five with a five or two, three and two record. But it kind of does look like, as of now, we're tied for first place with um, Bullheaded Rattlers and Team Joseph. All right, with a three or a three, three and two record, so six hundred. All right, yeah. So we lost Team Solomon last week, two hundred twenty-one to two hundred twenty. And right now, it's kind of looking like right now we're losing to Team Roach, a hundred and eight to a hundred and or a hundred and eight to ninety-four. All right, the matchup. All right. All right, let's see how we're doing. All right. So our top performers right now with 18 points tied is uh, Juan Soto of the San Diego Padres. He's 5-7 five and five and seven right now. Home run, RBI, two runs scored, two doubles, and two stolen bases. All right, pretty good. Had a way, Juan. He's starting to figure it out now. He was struggling lately. All right, Freddie Peralta of the Milwaukee Brewers. He did well, 18 points also, six innings. Last time he pitched this week, got the win, did give up an earned run, struck out five, uh, gave up three hits, and walked two. I think, I'm not sure what, yeah, nine is, all right. And then uh, at with nine points, Tristan Casas of the Red Sox, one and four so far this week, a home run, two RBIs, a walk, th- or a, a run scored, three walks, but he did punch out one time. And then Kinley Jansen at number eight, or uh, with eight points, of your Red Sox, one inning of relief, got the save as 400 of his career, as we said, uh, punched out one and gave up a hit. All right. And then with seven points, uh, Nestor Cortez of the Yankees and Wil- Wilson Contreras of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Cortez, he uh, pitched five innings, only gave up two hits, struck out four, 
six hits, walked two, I think punched out. Or wait, no. How it yeah. All right, then Wilson Contreras, he had seven points to 11 for or three for 11, three RBIs, a run scored, a double, two walks, and he did punch out two times. All right, and then finally, Cattell Marte of the Diamondbacks and JT Remutual of the Phillies had five points. All right, three for 13 from uh, Cattell Marte and two for seven for uh, JT Remutual. We should say, yeah, Colderman's kind of up there too, four points. He came in to relief today, so pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and then he struck out two, gave up a hit. Yeah, 24 pitches, all right. Oh, yeah, all right. We also got some news for him, too. I mean, seriously. Looks like, yeah, he looks like he's going to be a dad. Yeah, that's why I heard today. Yeah, he's going to be a pop-up pretty soon. Yeah, him and his wife. Yeah, awesome. Congrats to him. All right. All right, so that is it for that, for fancy. All right, let's do our Trivia Pursuit question of the week. Or for this episode, yeah, sorry. We should just do it weekly. All right, saves. Who is your save leader or career save leader for the Boston Red Sox? All right, is it A, Jonathan Pabblebaum? C Craig Kimbrell, um, C or uh, C Ellis Kinder, or D Derek Lowe. And your answer, Jonathan Papelbon with 219 uh, career saves. Yeah, hooray! All right, and then who's your whip leader? This is for uh, next episode. All right, whip leader, career whip leader. All right. Is it A, Cy Young, B, Smokey Joe Wood, C, hold on, who's this dude? Shit. All right, come on, load. Uh, Ray Collins, or D, uh, or or D, uh, Bill Deneen. Damn, we were putting some old names to this. Yeah, Whip. Yeah. All right, so, Will... Had the um, question up for uh, up our socials pretty soon after this episode. All right. So we'll go to break and then we'll wrap it up with our uh, serious look ahead and final thoughts. All right. So don't go anywhere, folks. Yet. All right. We are back to start wrapping up the show with our serious look ahead. All right. To the St. Louis Cardinals series. All right. This is what we got. All right. So Friday, that game will be a 6-10 Central Time start. Um, 7-10 Eastern Time. It'll be against uh, Adam Wainwright versus um James Paxton. All right. So let's go over that game. All right. So nothing going on for James Paxton now because he just came off the IL and he's been reactive. Which, by the way, oh, crap. We forgot to talk about the news. All right. Maybe we'll wait till like, yeah, after the, yeah, so yeah. Darn, we forgot to do that. What are we doing? All right. You know what? We could, we could do it now. All right. So anyway, so we got news. So Masataki Yoshida has been uh, named American League uh, Player of the Week. So pretty good. Out of way for the career week that he had this past week. Yeah. With the 16-game history. Hooray. Out of way. Masa, yeah. I really feel bad that we forgot to mention this. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's probably the only good thing that happened for our Masa for this week because, yeah, he kind of went cold after, yeah, <laughs> last week or or last week or so. Yeah, after that, yeah. And also roster moves, too. It looks like, um, as I said, James Paxton, he will be coming off the IL, and then looks like Zach Littell will be going back down to uh, Worcester. And it looks like there might be uh it kind of looks like Core did say that we're now gonna go to like a back to a five man rotation now instead of a six that we were originally gonna plan. So somebody's gonna have to be kicked off the rotation and put into the bullpen. Yeah, that's why I was kind of thinking like, is it gonna be Pavetta, Bayo? We don't know yet. Yeah, it's kind of look like uh maybe Pavetta for now. Cause I'm kind of looking at now, looking at the Next few series, it looks like they have Bale in like the series with the Mariners. Um, this or uh, next week at home, but I could be wrong. All right, so going back, all right, so the series look ahead. All right, let's redo it. All right, sorry, our bad. Yeah, also, we got to talk about injury reports too. So it looks like, um, we had successful uh surgeries for both the injuries for um Zach Kelly. Here, Whitlock and Yu Chang twos, but no timetables have been announced for those guys yet. But so far, successful surgeries for those guys. So good for them. Yeah, wait. All right. So that's it. All right. So let's go to the series. Look ahead. All right. So as I said, game one on Friday will be a 6-10 Central Time start, 7-10 Eastern Time. Adam Wainwright, Adam Wainwright versus uh, James Paxson. Old Big Maple making his Red Sox debut. And season debut. All right. So we won't go over uh, James Paxson because no stats have been available yet. But for Adam Wainwright, he is 0 and 0. 720 ERA. Seem better for old uh, Wayno. All right. Let's see what last time he pitched. I thought he was calling it a career after this year. Uncle Charlie. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they're not really. It looks like the last time he pitched was on um, I think it was like last Saturday against Detroit. Pitched five innings. He gave up uh four hits or four runs on eight hits. Walked nobody. Punched out five and got a no decision in that outing. It kind of looks like he only pitched one game so far. Yeah, it looks like yeah he pitched one game. So it looks like yeah. So this is the second start. All right, so let's go to his uh, baseball savant. Yeah, it looks like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it looks like we do have a baseball savant for um, Paxton. All right, so we know, so it looks like Paxton has a fastball, cutter, changeup, and curveball, and it's looking like his fastest pitch is the fastball, and it's 92.1 miles per hour. All right, pitch percentage. How many times? What's his most used pitch? It's looking like it's a fastball, and he uses it 56.7% of the time. And the most spin rate, the average spin rate out of any of his pitches looks like it is the fastball, and it's 2,226. All right. All right, Wainwright. So he has a fastball, sinker, cutter, changeup, and curveball. And it's looking like his fastest pitch out of all these is the sinker, uh, 82 or 88.6 miles per hour. All right, most used pitch. 
it's looking like it's a sinker also 28.1 and use it 28.1% of the time. All right, and most spin out of any of these pitches, it is looking like it is the cutter and it has a two and it has an average spin of two. Or, no, actually, oh, all right, it's wrong. It's the curveball and it has an average spin of 2,200 or has a spin rate of 2,776. All right, sorry. All right. That's it for that. All right. Saturday's game. That game will be a 310 uh central time start um 410 eastern time. All right. It will be uh Chris Sale versus uh Stephen Motts. All right. Chris Sale last time he is 3 and 2 the 6.37 ERA and last time old the conductor, yeah, the conductor, I was about to say. He pitched was on um, Friday against the Phillies. Uh, pitched six innings. He gave up three runs on seven hits. Didn't only walk a person, punched out 10, and got the win in that outing. All right. Steven Mott, he is 0-4 with a 7 point or a 5.70 ERA. Ugh, man, not great. <sighs> See how he did last time he pitched. All right. He pitched on Sunday against Detroit, uh, pitched seven or a 5.1 innings, did give up a run on five hits, walked zero or walked zero, punched out two, but got the no decision, but got no decision. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's go there. Baseball savant. All right. So Chris sale, we all know that he, he has a fastball sinker slider and changeup. All right, and it's looking like his fastest pitch out of all these is still the fastball, 94.5 miles per hour. All right, and most used pitch out of all of his pitches in his arsenal is the fastball, and he uses it 42.7% of the time. All right, and the average spin out of all these pitches, it's looking like it is the slider, and it has an average spin of 2,206. All right. All right. Steven Motts. He has a sinker, slider, changeup, and curveball. All right. And it looks like it's the fastest pitch is a sinker and it's 93.5 miles per hour. All right. Let's see. So most used pitch, it is the sinker also, and it's uh and he uses it 55.9% of the time. All right, and then the average spin out of any of these pitches, it's looking like it's the changeup, and it has an average spin of 2,279. All right, let's, yeah, all right, so that's it for that. All right, and then Sunday, it will be Sunday Night Baseball. It will be uh, Corey Kluber, or wait, hold on, should give it a time. It will be a 6-10 Central Time start, 7-10 Eastern Time. It will be Corey Kluber versus uh, Miles Mikolas. All right, or Miles Mikolas. All right. Kluber, he is 2-4 with a 6.29 ERA. And last time, old Kluba pitch. Kluba. All right, pitched was on um or a Saturday against the Phillies. Pitched five innings, gave up three runs or three runs on seven hits. Walked nobody, punched out one, and got the win in that downing. All right. Kluba. Yeah, actually, I heard he kind of hates that. All right. 
So Miles Mikolas, he is one in one with a 5.40 ERA. And last time old Mikolas pitch was his nickname's the 5280s. What? That is a, I want to know something about that. Yeah. Is it weirder than Mr. Duck? Yeah, I was about to say. Mr. Duck. Duck. <laughs> All right. Quack, quack. <laughs> yeah, what we found out for, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was against the, I'm trying to think who, Tyler Anderson. Yeah, because Tyler Anderson, I think, went to uh, Oregon. That's why he's called Mr. Duck, because Oregon Ducks. Quack, quack. Yeah, that's her mascot. All right. Yeah, if you didn't know by now. All right. So last time Nicholas pitch was on um, Monday against the Cubs, pitched 4.1 innings, gave up a run on four hits, walked three, punched out seven, but got the no decision in that outing. I listened to that game because, hey, the Red Sox weren't playing. You might as well play. listen to it, Cubs and Cardinals. All right. And that will be it for that series. Hold on. Before we go, let's talk about his pitches. All right. So we all know that Corey Kluber has, hold on, a fastball, sinker, cutter, changeup, and curveball. And it's looking like his fastest pitch as of now is still the fastball, and it has an average speed of 88.2 miles per hour. Right. Most, or a pitch percentage, it's looking like his most used pitch is still the cut, or still the sinker, and he uses it 28.1% of the time. Well, actually, it's tied. Actually, it's sinker and curveball. All right. With still a 28.1% of the time. All right. So he uses, mostly uses those both. All right. All right. And most spin rate out of any of these pitches looks like it's the curveball. And it has an average spin of 2,547. All right. And then let's go to Miles Mikolas. All right. He has a fastball, sinker, slider, changeup, and curveball. And it's looking like the his fastest pitch is the fastball and it have, has an average speed of 93.1 miles per hour. All right. All right. Pitch percentage. His most used pitch, it's looking like it is the sinker and it ha- and he uses it 27.2% of the time. All right. And the average speed out of any of these pitches, it is looking like it is the curveball and it has an average spin of 2477 all right so that's it for that all right let's see what the weather is going to be like in old boston massachusetts this weekend what is the weather (laughs) yeah jeez all right come on load uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Did we forget to do the weather for our last episode? I think it might have. Huh. Really? Hear that? I don't know. All right. Doesn't matter. All right. That's... God, freaking... Stupid ad, get out of here. You only got clicked on that. All right. All right, Friday, let's see. Friday night, it will be 62 degrees, a few clouds from time to time, uh, 5 to 10 mile per hour winds, but a 3% chance of rain. So there's probably going to be no rain. All right. All right, Saturday afternoon, 
Uh, it's going to be 78 degrees, partly cloudy skies, a slight chance of a rain shower, uh, 10 to 20 mile per hour winds, 50% chance of rain. All right. All right. Sunday night, a few clouds from time to time, 49 degrees, 10 to 15 mile per hour winds, and a and no percent chance of rain. Okay. All right. So we'll play these games or play these games this weekend. All right. Final thoughts. Mm, basically just wanted to say, yeah, just congrats, like Colin Holderman and his wife basically uh, announcing today after he pitched an inning of release, which by the way, they ended up losing to the Cardinal or to the Rockies. Yeah. But he didn't give up any of those runs. Yeah. Good. Yeah. At least for him. I mean, he did give up a hit, but that was about it. Yeah. So anyway, so him and his wife have announced that uh, they're going to have a baby. So congrats to him anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So awesome for that. Yeah. yeah. A little holdies coming into the world pretty soon. Yeah. All right. So that's, let's see, another final thought. Um, so I did a, or I did one of my fantasy league teams this week. And or yesterday or so, or last night or so, and I made a call cancel Jackson Mahomes. So apparently, so we'll get into why I called it that. So I was going to pick Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback. So right before I was about to go make my quarterback selection, I was the next pick. The guy in front of me said, "You know what? I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes." And I thought, "You m f r you mother, <laughs> you." Asshole. I was going to pick him. So the reason I called it cancel Patrick Mahomes because A, his little brother is an annoying little twit. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, if you haven't heard the news of him lately, he's now getting charged for sexual assault. Yeah, so apparently he, he was like way back in like a few months ago or so. So it was right after a month or so after um his brother and the Kansas City Chiefs ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um. So he ended up getting a second ring. So he's in this club and he knows the owner of the club because her daughter and him are uh, best buddies in a way. So he goes up there and kind of like basically shoves it or basically like forces his way into her office in a way. Um, she ends up coming in and kind of confronting him. And while this is happening, he kind of forces his way on her kind of deal. As in like he basically tries to get a quick one off her as in like tries to like, kiss her and stuff like that. And she did not like that at all. So apparently he's getting charged with sexual assault now. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, seriously, he should. Yeah. That's why I call the team cancel Pat Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I yeah. That's kind of a brave for her too, because I kind of heard too, because yeah, I mean, especially for a business like hers in Kansas city and especially like, guessing who she's kind of making the sexual charge against that would be kind of bad on her too, because for like, just for the fact, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have done this. I'm just saying that that kind of took a lot of guts for her to just come out and say, yeah, I want to press sexual charges on him. I really do. Yeah. Just for the fact, because that could have kind of hurt her business now because yeah, because knowing who his brother is, knowing he's like the big time quarterback for uh, the Kansas city chiefs of that city. That kind of would, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I really applaud her for doing that. Yeah, seriously, do it, do it. Seriously, 
I would I wouldn't hate Jackson or dislike Jackson Mahomes. It's just he really puts a lot of that stuff on him, like all that today. He really it's mostly self inflicted for him, and that's why a lot of people do not like the dude. Just the fact that he's an annoying little twit that goes on his TikToks. Yes, yeah, all the pretty good. <laughs> yeah, dude, jeez. <laughs> yeah. You won't see us doing that on TikTok. I'll just tell you that. You'll only see like score alerts and stuff like that. You will not see us do any of those dances. Yeah. Yeah. Those stupid little. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So that's, yeah. I just want to tell you, I just, yeah. The asshole in front of us to decide to get, you know what? I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes just for the spite of you. I wondered if he did that knowing what the team was called. Like, oh. I bet you he's trying to go after Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Why well, better go snatch him before he even makes it? <laughs> like, what an asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just like a little fancy funny on there. Yeah. Another final thought. Looks like uh, Tristan Casas. I kind of did hear this today. So apparently he might be mic'd up for uh, Sunday Night Baseball. That might be interesting to see. Got a little funny story. So basically the first time they did last year with Joey Votto of the Reds, it was kind of funny too. Like, yeah, so Ozzy Albies got a hit. He's on second base. And he's just looking like, who are you talking to? Why <laughs> he was just going to grab uh, Joey Votto and basically like just grab it. Oh, come on. Come on, Joey. We're going to take you to the – we're going to take you to the – like, oh, oh, he's mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, Ozzy Albies was just looking like, who are you talking to? <laughs> who are you talking to, Joey? Oh, you're – up all right so yeah so yeah he kind of joined in too like how i'm joining the conversation too like say yeah should i should i get chains oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah like chains and like gold chains like joey Votto was yeah i was about to say yeah joey Votto's trying to get in yeah he's already got his own tiktok too i was about to say <laughs> yeah that would be kind of funny yeah i knew kike last year was not a big fan too well knowing the situation too Playing center field at Yankee Stadium. I mean, seriously, I'm trying to play a pivotal Sunday night baseball game and hear you guys asking me questions like that. I knew he was kind of irritated with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Might be fun for Casas. Yeah. Get the, yeah, kind of get, yeah, delve in. Yeah. Another final five. Hopefully the Celtics can figure it out tomorrow night and not try to end the season. Seriously. Seriously, we're down 3-2 to the freaking Philadelphia 76ers. On effing real. Come on, guys. We're better than this. Especially since we're kind of the more like likely team to win the NBA title right now. Or most capable team to do that. Because A, at least in the East right now, the Bucks are now out. The Milwaukee Bucks, they are got they got eliminated in four games by the Heat. I mean, seriously, I mean, we're the really only capable team right now. And that would be a real shame that really, that season, how that season ends. So either we're going to go to a funeral tomorrow or we're going to see game seven. Hold on. I'm guessing Saturday will be game seven, but I could be totally wrong on that whole um, take or guess on that. Yeah. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. They're playing on Sunday. Never mind. All right, they're playing on Sunday. All right. I was wrong on that. All right. All right. Then I guess on Sunday. All right. 
thought they would play Saturday. No games on Saturday? All right. That's not. All right. Well, if we don't win tomorrow. Yeah. But good news for the Celtics. Good, good looks like um Jason Tatum and importantly for the Celtics for this offseason, Jalen Brown. They all both made all NBA, so pretty good. So, which by the way, that reason why that's important because now the, the Celtics can now offer them supermax contracts, which nobody has turned down in the history of the NBA supermax contracts. So, which means now Jalen Brown might be able to stay here longer because there have been some questions about him too. What he came out with that article from the Ringer saying, like, yeah, I do love Boston, but at the same time too, I want to play for someone where I'm actually wanted. And Lava, too, the whole KD trades back in a few off-seasons ago, how, like, he was kind of, like, would be that piece that a certain team or uh, the Buck or the Nets would get back if they were to trade KD to the Celtics. That's what they would get back, and that kind of got him the wrong way, too. So, yeah. Well, hopefully, now with this All-NBA, now they can offer him the Supermax, and hopefully, and hopefully, and knowingly Jalen Brown will probably take or uh, accept that offer because who, yeah, as I said, if this is true, if this is true about that accusation, no way has turned it down. Yeah. Hopefully it, he gets it done or we get it done. Yeah. So not really on uh, final thoughts. Not much. Just want to give a little bit of shout out because this or, uh, tomorrow this weekend will be mother's day weekend. And also also be my, um, well, actually, we're going to be celebrating my mother's birthday um, this uh, Saturday because that's all when we can all get together and stuff like that. But yeah, her real birthday is going to be on this or uh, this coming Monday. So, yeah, that's her actual birthday, the 15th of May. So, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, it's going to be Mother's Day weekend. So, I want to give, so like, let's give a little shout out to some of our mothers and stuff like that just so for the moms in our lives and stuff like that, especially my mom who basically put a lot of time and effort in all of us kids and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to her. We'll talk more on Sunday too, because that's actual mother's day weekend. That's when we're going to record. Yeah. yeah. Kind of did see a little bit of these uh, mother's day hats. The MLB posted. I mean, they, I mean, it is kind of cool. They actually do that too. that. Yeah. I actually got my own mother's day hat from uh 2017. That I kind of still wear around. So that's about it. All right, let's call it night. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify. Give us a five-star review if you can because that helps us in the podcast rankings and algorithm too. Follow the show on TikTok at red underscore charter. Or wait, follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. Follow the show on TikTok at lowercase talks Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram, also on Lowercase Sox, Illinois. Like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. Um, join the chalkboard. Um, that's basically kind of like our chat room kind of deal, or basically kind of like um, someone like a Discord kind of page. So we got the link in our uh, Twitter and Instagram bio. All right, and then follow the show on um, Spotify. All right, with that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys next Sunday. Manana.